His eyes pierce out at you from betwixt the wrappings of a headdress rugged enough to withstand a haboob. The remainder of his outfit... <laughs> haboob. <laughs> it was just how you said it. it like, boob was very accentuated. They're very dangerous. <laughs> I see that. Yes. Proceed. Red Raiders. Hello. Thread Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators. With the occasional side quest for Old West Telegrams and Old East Pentagrams. I am your host, Fenwald Griswick. And I am Chaotic Anarchy. And today we have a special guest host. Everybody say hello to TK. TK! Hi, people. I exist, I think. I can confirm that. You think, therefore, you are. Quote of the day. Well, I don't think often. I mean, it's dangerous. We all see what happens when I start thinking. <laughs> Players die. <laughs> So we're going to begin with a little bit of news today. Uh, after that, we're going to have Tea Time, our uh, super hyper fact-based competition. And then uh, we're going to end with What's in the Box. But first up... That's me. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind. Uh, so, I love super cute and fluffy things. Are you talking about the spiders? You're talking about the spiders, aren't you? No, I'm not talking about the spiders. Oh, I'm sorry. <gasps> and Dire Foxycorn has one of these at home. It's a possum. Strange cat. Does she? <laughs> yes, she does. She has a rogue possum in her house? She brought it up from being a tiny little baby. She's got little pictures of it and everything. Oh. Yeah. So, it didn't just wander in one day. <laughs> Like, we, listen, we've been eating out of the trash cans, but now we have an understanding that your kitchen is much better stocked than we're in. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's a great way to get a symbiotic relationship with a possum going. Well, Super Foxy is not the only one with a possum. Uh, it turns out that on Thursday night football uh, last week, uh, or the week before, um, the uh, Cleveland Browns fans found a possum up in the stands. And at first, this was just a minor annoyance, but then it turns out that for the first time in 624 days, the Browns didn't lose. So the possum is a wizard. <laughs> Notice I didn't say that they won. Uh, they actually tied the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, so, you know, they are uh, uh, they were 0-0-1 until they lost again yesterday. It's not, it's not a warlock. It didn't make any packs with the old ones. That's right. For those of you who are wondering, uh, they did take the uh, possum out of the stadium and uh, released it back into the wild, so they didn't Aww. do anything untoward to the possum. Just the power of possum <laughs> compels you. The order of the curled tail. <laughs> <laughs> so I know when I go to the beach, there are all kinds of things. You're talking on about the, the spiders, aren't you? No, I'm not talking about oh. the spiders. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> TK, what's the weirdest thing you ever found wash up on the beach? Uh, huh. That's a good question. <laughs> I think it was a boot. Ew. Somebody lost their stinky boot on the shore. <laughs> 
I, I'm there was no foot in it, so I can't confirm if it smelled bad. Oh, I poked it with a see, stick. See, now that's a different story. Okay. <laughs> Didn't you find your father at the beach one time after he had been electrified by a by Neil? Oh, that happened before I was born. But oh, yeah. <laughs> it, that doesn't count. Then. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure he's about to retire. That may actually happen one of these days. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it turns out that there was a hurricane, right, Grizz? Uh, yes, a pretty major hurricane that uh, shut down the Carolinas for a couple of days. Yeah, and that washed up some pretty crazy stuff. It did, including several, and by several I mean many, large bundles of marijuana. Uh, apparently, some sort of uh, a drug boat was going by and got smacked with the hurricane. Uh, we're not entirely sure whether the drug boat sank or uh, just dumped its cargo and wandered off. Uh, but uh, now in Florida, there are these giant bundles that are rolling up onto the beach. Uh, and some intrepid people uh, have gone down to the beach in an attempt <laughs> to cash in and are getting being picked up by the cops uh, for possession of marijuana. Because if you don't hand it over to the police, uh, Ooh, technically, that right. is it's against the law. There. That's right. Yeah. I have a feeling it was not a drug Ooh. boat. That's just the cover story for the cops are like, you know what? We have all this <laughs> an evidence lockup. Let's just throw it in the ocean and see who can arrest today. So it is a hurricane-based sting operation, is what you're claiming. Yeah, so they, they got together with the hurricane. They're like, look, we'll give you the Carolinas if you give us this bust. Yeah, the tricky popo from Flo Flo. <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, this is not entirely unheard of. In 1902, a tornado dumped 50 pounds of seaweed in Enid, Oklahoma. Oklahoma had it coming. They know what they did. Oklahoma. So, I don't know if anybody realized, but Devonru has a lot of amazing maps out there. You're talking about the spiders, aren't you? No, I'm not. Grizz oh. <laughs> is so, 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 like, so ready for the spiders. <laughs> what kind of maps does she have? <laughs> well, I can guarantee they're not maps of golf courses. Get it? Got it. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us about what happened in New York. Golf Digest, back in 2012, ran a story about a gentleman who was in prison on a very long stint uh, for murder. Uh, and the name of that person was Valentino Dixon. And his claim to fame, at least as far as Golf Digest was concerned, uh, was that he draws amazing illustrations of golf courses uh, in his prison cell. So they ran his story, and they showed off his work, uh, but while they were there, they got to talking to him, and it turns out that he didn't actually commit the crime. Now, obviously, as you can imagine, most uh, uh, you know, inmates in jail will tell you that they didn't commit this crime because they're simply trying to get out of it, except it turns out that the man who did commit the crime, Lamar Scott, actually confessed to the crime the same week that Valentino Dixon went to jail for the crime. And then again, a couple weeks later. And it turns out that on 10 separate occasions, this man, Lamar Scott, has confessed to the crime. And they actually proved it with DNA. And so this week, 20 some odd years after Valentino Dixon went to jail for a murder he did not commit, uh, he was released. Thanks to the uh, intrepid efforts of a reporter from Golf Digest, of all places. Wow. So now I want to make a world that is based off a golf course and commission uh, Miss Devin Rue to just draw this. Like, and I, I'm going to call it Putt-Putt Land. 
<laughs> I feel like I want to commission Devin Rue for everything, like just wallpapered maps. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a car, I'm a cartography fan. I love maps, and I spent when I discovered Devin Rue, I spent a good two hours where I should have been working just browsing her website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some beautiful stuff on there. It's incredible. And now that she's got Glowforge going on, all kinds of stuff are going to be made. For what it's worth, Allure Magazine is doing an expose this week on the macrame of Squeaky From. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> That's worth a lot. Tell us more, Grant. <laughs> I can't. That's a joke. And if I go any further, I could be sued. <laughs> By law, I'm allowed my one-liner, but any further than that, I have to join a company like The Onion. <laughs> uh, let me see. Mm, should we do... This Grant's isn't the favorite? spider, is it? No. <laughs> it is. This is my... yeah, I'm going to do it this time. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> so it looks like Lolith has made her way to Western Greece, Grizz. Has she? Yes, she has, and you're super excited about this article, I can tell. There is a town in Western Greece, and it is called Etoliko. And they Etolico. have a very interesting group of uh, Tetragantha orbweaver spiders. Colonies of Tetragantha orbweaver spiders have invaded this beach and consumed it in web. Uh, as far as the eye can see, basically. Um, the uh, total amount of webbing is 300 meters long, which is the equivalent to 12 Amtrak cars. Wow, that's insane. Yes. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, <laughs> and basically, this just happens as the result of their mating uh, situation. Tell me about it. <laughs> oh my goodness, you should see the pictures. So what I'm hearing is, I see, I have access to tools to make thermite. And I know how to I, I know how to shoot rockets pretty accurately. So this entire little island off Greece is gonna get thermited at its core and melt and then sink to save the world from the horror that is Spider Island. <laughs> That's good because rumor has it that the spiders are working on permits for a dairy queen. So what I wanna talk about and I'm super excited about this is the Philadelphia Flyers has a new mascot. Again, what ultra horror did they make a deal with for this? <laughs> I don't know if anybody has seen the new mascot, but it's insane. It looks like a Muppet on crack. That's really what it looks like. All right. So wh what am I typing in? <laughs> Flyers mascot? Flyers new mascot? Yes. You could put, yeah, you could put uh, Philadelphia Flyers mascot. Huh. All I'm saying that's, is that ma that mascot is terrifying <laughs> and will give children nightmares. It's just the eyes are rough, man. Yeah, this is presenting yes. a, a an unfriendly child environment. In most cases, the eyes are like very like in most of the pictures that you can see, the eyes are just straightforward, like they look into your soul. So, I just googled. <laughs> I put in Google News. Um. Philadelphia Flyers mascot, because that was the last thing I had loaded. And the first article comes up, why the Philadelphia Flyers' new acid trip of a mascot must be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by the headline, it's nightmare fuel for children. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> this thing's brutal. Speaking of children, however, there is a petition going on for all those who are interested. If you would like to see this mascot, Gritty, on Sesame Street, you can sign the petition to make this happen. 
I, I will sign this petition just because I, yeah. I I may or may not be a horrible human being who's going to hell, and I need this. You can go to change.org to get Gritty, the new mascot of the Philadelphia Flyers, to appear on Sesame Street. <laughs> sign up today. I'm so excited. I would like to point out that this week, uh, Ralphie, the Colorado mascot, shot himself in the nuts with a t-shirt cannon. <laughs> this even trumps that. Okay. This is How do you, it, the worst week in mascot news. This is the top story. It, the, oh the, there's a clear way to shoot those things. It's a freaking <laughs> potato cannon that shoots shirts. Aim the hole the other way. <laughs> This is brutal. I don't Look even at this know thing. how that happens. He's just a big orange mop. With eyes. So if you'd like to see this today, you can actually just Google Gritty and the mascot <laughs> will pop right up, up on your screen. There are some pretty funny memes out there. Pretty hilarious. Uh, there's actually this one. It's my favorite. Is It's got a picture of Gritty inside like where the, the sewer grate is, just like it in the movie. <laughs> we have Stanley Cups down here. And then there's like this kid flyers up and being dragged down. It's I mean, I, I mean, what that's saying is that Gritty is truly an Eldritor, much like it. And then there's an, another meme, which I really love, and it says, making a murderer, right? And it's got a picture of Cookie Monster, like half his face on one side, and then <laughs> <laughs> half, half the face of Gritty on the other. It's amazing. So Gritty is the love child <laughs> of Nerothotep and Cookie Monster. Good to know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that was my dream. And I told my work that I would dress up like Gritty for Halloween. So be prepared, everyone. <laughs> and, it's going to happen. And I'm just still imagining Grizz with you know an M60 next to his bed as soon as that costume moves. Just boom. Why is there a new hole in the house? Right? Like, I feel like I have to do this because how funny would it be if you walk up to the front desk and this Muppet's there? That's really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. Well, let me ask you this. Does it speak? What does the Muppet say? <laughs> I don't know. I, d I haven't heard it speak. All of the, the things I've seen were on mute because I was at work <laughs> when I found out about this. So I'm not sure. I don't think so. Do any of the mascots speak? Well, the Philly fanatic is known for not speaking. Uh, that's a, a, you know, like right. he's trademarked. But what about will. the Philadelphia Eagle? Does that speak? Their it makes noise. Oh, yeah. The Philadelphia Eagle stands in the outfield and screams obscenities at uh, you know passersby. Oh, they, yeah. really? I didn't know that. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, if you're on the other team, you do not want to be anywhere near the Philadelphia Eagle. He will own you. Oh God! It's promo time. Greetings, everyone. Fenwald Griswick here. The presenting sponsor for this episode of the Thread Raiders podcast is Tabletop Loot. Listeners, I get it. You're young, you're confident, you're eager to explore the world. And most importantly, you want to get boned. That's why we recommend Tabletop Loot, the premier supplier for the Thread Raiders network of bone-themed dice. They have Dragon Bone, they have Bleached Bone, they have Wraith Bone. In fact, by simply typing the word bone into their search engine, you will be treated to a fantastic spread of all their skeletal gaming accessories. These are top quality gaming dice. 
perfect for your D&D, Shadowrun, Vampire the Masquerade, Cthulhu, Pathfinder, or whatever gaming system you plan to play needs. Throwing someone the bone has never been more fun. Visit TabletopLoot.com today to check out the greatest selection of gaming accessories that has ever been collected into one online store. Tabletop Loot, loot for every table. And now, back to our show. It's tea time! Tea time! Uh, your choices are true, false, or huh? TK. Wait a minute, wait a minute. TK was not as enthusiastic about tea time <laughs> as he should be. Let's back it up. <laughs> okay. Grizzwick <laughs> said it's tea time. <laughs> Yay, unnamed tea, which we have a lifetime supply of, like, because CA loves this stuff. Yes! Nom, 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 nom. So good. Are you excited to get I am. Hopefully this time are it's... Are we going to kick ass today? We are. Hopefully this time it's not something weird like, what is Barbie's middle name? Like, the, what the hell is that? I, that that question angers me. <laughs> I was talking about that for three days. I was generally upset. Like, I put a lot of thought into that. Wasted. It's ridiculous. It wasn't wasted. And then Ken. It was. I, because I lost. <laughs> I brought that up. At, I brought that up at work to people. Like, did you guys know Barbie has a full name? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it is? I bet you don't. Millicent. <laughs> no, I know you. Oh, I'm know. sorry. <laughs> you I thought you were challenging me. I was like, oh, no. really? Jacuzzi. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tea time. I'm ready. Bring it. Get my scorecard ready. Snapcap fact number 69. No word in the English language rhymes with month. I'm going to say true. I'm going through all the words I know that would rhyme with it and can't think of any. Well, keep in mind, there are 100,000 words in the English language that are not proper nouns. So, you want to take another minute? What about like frump? Frump and month. No. That's... I'm going to stick with true. Trump okay. and month. Month. I mean, I don't have an extensive vocabulary. Um, I'm I'm gonna say that there has to be a word out there that would go with month, so I'll say false. All right, and the answer is false. What's the word? That's right. Millionth, billionth, trillionth, quintillionth. All rhyme with month. Snapcap fact 380. It is illegal for a portrait of a living person to appear on a U.S. postage stamp. I'm going to say false because we have Queen Elizabeth postage stamps. She's alive, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of weird postage stamps out there. Yeah, I'm going to go with false, too. Two falses. And the answer is true. Ah, huh. no! DK, you swayed how, me. How is Deep it true? Side. It wasn't even any cookies. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring cookies down the packs to make up for it. Yay! I refer you to stamp subject selection criteria point number four. Living people will not be considered at the present time. Uh, beginning in 2018, proposals for a deceased individual will be considered three years following his slash her death. 
And uh, for those of you who are wondering why this would be, I actually looked it up. Uh, it turns out it's basically for, you know, uh, you, you're worried that a living human being might do something controversial and you have honored them on a postage stamp, uh, which can't be undone. You know, there's collectors out there and things like that. Those stamps are out there forever. And a good example of that would be like, uh, say, Bill Cosby, who in the 1980s was a extremely uh, well-regarded individual who later on has uh, turned out to be not so much. So that's why you have to be dead. <laughs> so if we get on a poacher stamp, we have to die. That's right. right. Do something amazing, then off yourself. <laughs> so, you know, just like every... every Lesson of the day. <laughs> every classic author ever. Welcome to How To with Grizzwigs. <laughs> Snapcap fact number 486. While chopping onions... Hold a piece of bread between your lips to keep your eyes from watering. See, I've heard about this. I thought it was supposed to be between like your lip and your teeth, like above. I am uh, simply reading the fact of the cap as written. <sighs> I I feel like it's one of those old wives tales because it's an odd thing to do. Yeah, because I know there's ways to chop onions so you don't cry, but that's just... That's just well, a way to what cut. What are your them. ways? What are the ways you've heard? My grandma used to tell me that's like take a little bit of flour and put it under your nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that does not work. Trust me. <laughs> uh, also, one is like cut the onion into quarters first. Uh, that does not work. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I tried that one, and you're right. That didn't work for me. Either. But the way to the way to cut it without crying, you just cut it in half. Take off the uh, end pieces and then just slice it down. Like slice little slices into the skin to where you're almost at that point where you cut the nib off and then just chop it real fast. Then you won't cry. I just prefer to put it at a distance and then just shoot it. (laughs) (laughs) With like a shotgun. Yes. I do not like cutting onions, especially Thanksgiving time. I I just... uh, Bought one of those slap choppy things. Ooh. That's cool. Someone was awake at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Walmart at 3 a.m. once, and I saw it there, and I was like, I got to make up a chili for tomorrow morning. It needs onions. Screw it. <laughs> All right. Well, then I will say between your lips sounds weird. That doesn't sound right. I- I'm going to go with false. The only thing I think it was like maybe they're like biting down on it. Like... <laughs> See, now, now if you're going to bite down on something, use it like a strap of leather, <laughs> some wood. Do not use a piece of bread. You will hurt your teeth. I'm going to go with, huh? Ooh. <laughs> Do I win? I so want to give you that, huh? No, I want the huh. I so want to give you that, huh? No, I want the huh. And the answer is false. No. Is it false, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's find out together. Yay. So the first question we have to ask is, why do onions make you cry? Uh, it turns out that the onion is incredibly good at absorbing sulfur. Uh, onions create a chemical. It's called synpropanethanol S oxide, uh, the chemical formula for which is C3H6OS. Uh, you'll notice that the S has no number after it, uh, which makes it a free radical. 
uh, which can irritate the eyes. And what happens is when you cut into an onion, you are breaking up the cells of the onion, which releases this compound into the air. It mixes with the oxygen and other things that are in our atmosphere and then lands on your eyes. When it does that, it reacts with your tears to become sulfuric acid, uh, which is what you're literally burning your eyes with. Uh, it's what's known as a lacrimatory agent, uh, a.k.a. a tear jerker. Uh, like uh, uh, when Wilson dies in Castaway. Oh, you ruined it for people who haven't seen the movie. Exactly. Oh, I think. Wilson. What is it? Sixteen years old. I think. Uh, ah, Wilson. Well <laughs> Look, Wilson was a jerk. He had it coming. I mean, he was always that talking movie. crap. Yes, that movie was crap. Okay, I I don't understand why there's Castaway lovers out there. Like, my parents love that movie. They think it's fantastic. It's the only movie on the earth I've ever fallen asleep for. It was that boring. And I, like, I just don't get it. I'm, I'm not a fan. My parents hated that movie because it's got funny bits in it, and they refuse to laugh at anything anymore. <laughs> However, the part with the skate, very intense. Yes. I'll admit, that was the best part of the whole thing. I won't ruin it for the castaway people out there. Yes, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Spoilers. The movie is terrible. So, for those of you who are interested in learning how to cut an onion uh, without actually crying, the key is to make sure that the chemical, synpropanol S oxide, doesn't actually make it to your eyes. There are a couple ways to do that. Number one, you can freeze the onion uh, for approximately 15 minutes prior to cutting. Uh, you can submerge the onion in water and cut it Underneath of water, you can also constantly rinse the onion, which will cut down on the amount of crying overall. You can sharpen your knife, and the reason for that is because uh, a dull blade will cut more cells than a sharpened one will. You can cook the onion ahead of time, which will convert the chemical in the onion to something else, which will not then go in through the air to your eyes. Um, you can wear goggles, and you can stand straight. The idea being that the further your eyes are away from the onion, uh, the easier it will be for you to avoid the, ke the chemical gas. They have special onion goggles now, too, people buy. Like $15. They, they're kind of sci-fi looking. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I did look up the bread thing. Uh, there is a woman. Her name is Mary Grace Taylor. In September of 2016, she swore that putting a piece of bread between her lips uh, caused her to not cry. Um, however, nobody else has been able to confirm that, and there is no reason why the bread would uh, prevent this gas from entering your eyes. It's not covering your eyes. You know, uh, it, it makes no scientific sense whatsoever. Snapcap fact number 732. The chicken is the closest living relative of the Tyrannosaurus Rex. I think this one's true. I'm going to go with the same thing, true. Two trues? Mm-hmm, two trues. Okay. I trust TK implicitly. And the answer is false. No, TK! How, that, I've heard that my whole life. I've been lied to my whole life. <laughs> you sit on the throne of lies. And as a matter of fact, you probably heard that also from Smithsonian Magazine. Yes. Uh, which had an article in 2003 based around the uh, work of two scientists uh, named Jack Horner and Mary Schweitzer. And basically what they did was uh, uh, these two people were out on an archaeological dig and they found a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And they had to get it back to the museum, 
you know, where they worked. So uh, they decided to put it on a helicopter. However, one of the femur bones was too big to fit. And so they decided to break it. When they did, by some miracle, they happened to notice that there was a piece of unfossilized collagen inside of the T-Rex bone. So they put it into, you know, they did a series of tests in the lab. Uh, they didn't have any DNA, uh, but they were able to compare the chemical composition of the collagen to other living creatures. And what they found out is that uh, the closest living relative is either the chicken or the ostrich. They actually tied for what that's worth. Um, so technically that makes the, uh, it can't be the chicken. It has to be the chicken and ostrich would be the correct huh. uh, the correct form of that fact. I like huh. bones. You like the bone? Yeah, I like bones. Sure. Well, not I two didn't... bones. <laughs> Did you say I like Jew bone? No. If, <laughs> well, I mean, yes. If Dave was here, he'd make a meant. meme out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I like, uh, I like forensic anthropology. In my youth, I wanted to be an archaeologist. So... Uh, I, I do love the whole, uh, you know, discovering bones and things. Yeah, it's a good time. I like the uh, that game uh, Operation, where you have to remove bones from the <laughs> from the dude without uh, making him go crazy. Uh, the, I always disabled the buzzer because I have yeah. sensitive ears, and that buzzer was like, yeah. I was always offended by the nose. That big red nose lights up in anger. When you mess up. You know what I've always wondered about forensic anthropology? What? <laughs> you know how they have like body farms? I know all about the body farms. Perfect. Why is it that buzzards don't just come along and and take off the bodies? That's a good question. Maybe snap caps should have that as one of their questions. <laughs> <laughs> snap cap fact number 666. <laughs> I have right. a yeah. sad story to tell you, Griswicks. I didn't get to tell you. So on my road trip that occurred last week, I stopped at University of Tennessee in Knoxville where the body farm was. Ooh. I know. I was so excited about it. The whole reason we went there was for the body farm. And now I knew we couldn't visit it, but I was hoping that maybe I could get a glimpse or maybe get into the forensic anthropology building, but they were closed Aww. for the summer. I know. Very sad. It was my first time in Tennessee, but we did get to go to Sweepy's. Wait a minute. Wait which... a minute. Was the gift shop open? Did you bring me a phalange? No. They were all closed. Damn. Forensic anthropology department down. Boy, that's a missed opportunity. Everybody was out of the country. I know. So I got to touch the wall of the body farm, and then I had to go home. That's I wonder if I could order a pelvis. <laughs> For those who don't know what the body farm is and you're listening to this podcast, let me tell you. So, when your body begins to decay after death, what do you do with it? You send it to the body farm in Knoxville, Tennessee, where a bunch of scientists and students who are going for forensic anthropology will perform certain experiments on your body to learn different things. They may set you on fire. <laughs> they may <laughs> throw your corpse into the lake. Who knows? But this is where they learn all about how corpses decay. That's where I was. Very exciting. It would have been more exciting if you brought me back a snow globe, but whatever. <laughs> oh, that's right. So we went to Sweet Peas, which I'd like to mention is an incredible barbecue place. This has the best brisket and ribs I have ever had. 
And if you are like me, where you believe that if your steak doesn't have sauce on it, that's how you can determine if it's a really good steak, then this is the place for you. Because I did not need any sauce, although their barbecue sauce is deliciously sweet. It's incredible. I just want to say that they just have the greatest things. I had to shout out to them because it's amazing. I'm a Corky's man myself. (laughs) You haven't tried Sweet Peas. You don't know. Hmm. You don't uh, know. Tennessee, so we're going to link them up because it's, they were delicious. Tennessee barbecue is some of the best barbecue you could ever have. I know. And and I feel like I need to move to Tennessee to just eat their food. Just avoid that one town I told you about and we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> the town that shall not be named. <laughs> Until it's burnt. And then we'll name it. Snapcap fact number 936. Hey! There you go. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> a day on Venus lasts longer than a year on Venus. That doesn't that make sense. That, that doesn't that, that defies the laws of physics. The day on Venus is longer than lucky. a year? Huh? That is my answer. I feel like they would be like what? How could a day be longer than a year on Venus? That doesn't that, that doesn't make sense to me. I, I'm gonna go with huh, because that doesn't make that hurts my brain. All right, my eye is twitching. <laughs> 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 Don't rush me. I'll go with true. All right. And the answer is true. <laughs> I knew it. Ah, science people. <laughs> the best is this a, did Stephen Hawking was it him no oh. uh, it was <laughs> probably bad. Galileo well if you could fit in like a Stephen Hawking fact in there I would appreciate it I'll see what I can do <laughs> so a day is the amount of time it takes for a planet to rotate on its axis uh, and a year is how long it takes for it to revolve around the sun uh, they are two independent measures um, it is actually possible for a body not to rotate at all, in which case it wouldn't actually have a day. Uh, it would simply have a year. Um, in this case, Venus rotates on its axis um, every 243 Earth days uh, versus a year on Venus is 224 Earth days. That's how long it takes to go around the sun. And mm-hmm. so thus, a year is longer than a day. Now, if you really want me to blow your mind, listen to this. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. The day on Venus is actually getting longer. Now, that in itself isn't uh, pretty amazing because whenever a planet has an earthquake, uh, that tends to extend or decrease the length of a day um, by, you know, a couple of microseconds or, you know, maybe even a full second if you get something major. However, the day on Venus has gotten six minutes longer over the past decade. That is Absolutely incredible. That's crazy. That is absolutely incredible. That's nifty. That is the kind of slowing down that you just don't hear about. And the reason why we know that is because uh, space agencies have sent satellites all over the universe, and some of those satellites have gone to Venus. One of the satellites that went there was supposed to remain in geosynchronous orbit, which means that it stayed above the same area of the planet all the time in order to scientifically examine that one area. However... That satellite, even though the calculations that were done are absolutely correct, and they've been double-checked time and time again, 
it began to move out of position. And here it turns out that the planet is slowing down faster than we ever realized, and so we had to speed up that satellite in order to keep it in the right spot. Wow. Yes. So Venus is just being a dick to that satellite. Yes. It's like, oh, really? Really? It's kind of like a kid on the dodgeball court. Stephen Hawking fact. <laughs> There's so <laughs> many facts about Stephen Hawking, though. Just one. I can't ascribe to him as something that Does isn't Stephen his. Stephen Hawking fact? <laughs> Your obsession with this man is uh, oh, too much. but he's dead now. I know. Oh, it hurts my soul because it's just there's not that many impressive, intelligent people for me left on the earth. And he was one of them. I'm worried that you're going to do some sort of pilgrimage and we're going to miss an episode. (laughs) Like the last one we won't mention what happened to. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Nobody talks about episode 26 anymore. No, no, no more. (laughs) Snapcat fact number 1025. The official taxonomic classification for llamas is Llama Glama. <laughs> llama Glama, Alcama Llama. Oh, that seems weird. I don't like it. It seems weird because it's taught anonymous? Yes. Yeah. I get that. Although, I would like to point out that uh, the taxonomical name for bison is Bison Bison. And there's others. Uh, there's Dama bear, Dama Crescetus Crescetus. You also have Ursus Ursus Ursus. Bear, That's bear, right. Bear. Yes. Mm. So not unheard of, just unusual. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Just because well, of now Bear that Bear you Bear. Had that story. Yeah, now that you had the story, I feel like it makes more sense now. So I'll, do, I'll go with true with TK. And the answer is false. No. What? <laughs> it's what very simple. Done? The snap cap is misspelled. Oh. Wait. So the snap cap is misspelled, so we were wrong. Correct. But if the snap cap wasn't, would we have been right? Yes. <laughs> so, hey, a minute. I want my point. Points all around. Yay. On the cap, Llama uh, Glama is spelled L-L-A-M-A. G-L-A-M-A, and that is incorrect. Uh, Lama Glama is L-A-M-A, so it's not double L, it's one L. And the reason for the mistake is such. So the actual word for Lama is Yama. Uh, It was originally a Peruvian word, and of course they would know about such things because they're the ones who live with the Lamas. Spanish Europeans who came to the New World uh, in the 15 and 1600s uh, toured all over the place. Eventually, they made their way to Peru, and when they met the local Peruvians, they said, what the hell is that? And the people said, that's a llama. In Spanish, the word, the uh, spelling of llama would be double L. That's how they pronounce their Ys. So they wrote it down as L-L-A-M-A. Flash forward a couple hundred of years, uh, English-speaking people got a hold of some textbooks from Spain and said, what the hell is a llama? And so they mispronounced it. Flash forward another 50 years and some random dude who was putting together a taxonomical uh, dictionary called them llamas with a single L because he was going by the pronunciation, not by what was written down. And so it is a series of mistakes that have happened in science over time uh, that have led us to llama when actually we should be saying yama. So I just want to point out there's uh, alpacas are fake llamas. 
Alpacas are no longer part of the same genus as llama. That is correct. Really? Wow. They now have their own genus. Hmm. The longest time in uh, school, my one friend had a huge uh, love of llamas. The alpacas, I should say. Like, you know, they're just fake llamas, right? <laughs> Every day, because he had like a llama stuffy that he had in his backpack, and he had llamas, because he knows... How- Amazing at embroidery. Embroidered a llama onto his backpack. It's like, it's a fake llama. <laughs> like, it's not an alpaca, damn it. It's like, no, it's an alpaca because we don't have llamas in Pennsylvania as far as I know. <laughs> but he lived near an alpaca farm. So. <laughs> there might be llamas in Pennsylvania. Well, actually, there is. Uh, I went to a mushroom festival. And they had <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> they had llamas and apacas there. Um, so many questions. That you could pet. And then <laughs> they had where if you donated money to, you know, help the apacas so that they can be groomed and taken care of, they would shear an apaca and slap it on a <laughs> apaca toy and you could take it home with you, which I have in my office. Nice. And everyone pets it often as <laughs> like a stress reliever. And I named it Cremini after the mushroom because that's cute. Ah, that's good. I like that. <laughs> that is awesome. These are the things I do in my life. <laughs> Love it. Baby llamas, by the way, are called Kriyas. Oh. Yes. They're so good. Snap cap fact number 1503. Major League Baseball has not had a lefty play catcher since 1989. I don't know enough about baseball. <laughs> a catcher since when? 1989. I feel like a shoes a lifeline and call Buzz. <laughs> he would definitely know. <laughs> yeah. That's a long time. Indeed. That's almost uh, 30 years. Yeah. It seems like it's a uh, like statistical anomaly that there wouldn't have been one left-handed catcher in that long. Unless there's a good reason for it. What are the chances of you being left-handed? Is there like a statistic out there, Grizz? Yes, it's 9%. So it's pretty small. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say true. That is a small part of you know 7 billion people in the world. And it's only on the one team or just in general? Major League Baseball, the entire league, has not had a lefty play catcher since 1989. All right. Well, I don't know a lot about baseball either. But I will go with true. I don't I don't think so. Okay. And the answer is true. Yay. Yay. Woo. We got one. We're doing things. Now, you may think that this is unusual, but it isn't. And here's why. Uh, baseball was built for right-handers. A second baseman. Now, I want you to imagine that there's a ground ball right up the, you know, like uh, up in between, you know, where second and third base is. If the second baseman had to make a play on that, to make it with the left hand glove and then put the ball in the right hand and throw it to first base is a very comfortable move. But if you try to grab it with the right hand and then throw with your left, that's incredibly difficult. Uh, The same would be true for shortstops and the same would be true for third baseman. So in each of those positions, being left-handed would be a serious hindrance to your mm-hmm. playing ability. Definitely. It turns out the same is true for catchers. Um, if 
you are attempting to make a play at the plate and you are a catcher, if you are going to grab the ball as it's coming in from the outfield, you have to catch it with your left hand, which means that your back would be to the runner, which means that when you turn around to try to tag the runner, you have to take an extra couple of milliseconds to figure out what the hell's going on because you haven't been able to watch with your peripheral vision. Now that makes sense. Yes. I wonder if Buzz knows that because he's a lefty. I'll spring it on him at the next men's meeting. <laughs> no, it's just he always he's the one who always makes me aware that, you know, left-handers have it difficult in the world with a lot of things like scissors. Chris, this is the second time I've had to say this week. We're not supposed to talk about the meetings outside the meetings. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is why I actually practice with both hands doing everything. Yeah, that's what oh, I do too. Doing everything. You should see me brush my teeth lefty. It's incredible. Well, I'm ambidextrous, so I can use either one, but I primarily use my right hand. Actually, all people are ambidextrous, but that's for another time. The final score. No, wait. No, I want to know more. Nope. What do you mean everyone's ambidextrous? No way. We have time. CA wins have by the score of four to no. three. Oh, I win. Oh, Yay. congratulations. Yay. It's a squeaker. <laughs> and now it's time for what's in the box. What's in the box? part of the show where i uh, give my co-hosts a, a little bit of a story a little bit of a, a little bit of a tale sometimes it's a fable <laughs> uh, and then they tell me how it ends everybody ready 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 all right when it comes to making up ground you are something of an expert uh, with mini molly the mimic turned yak enjoying the free ride while dangling from the saddle of her much larger namesake you push down the road towards glory. In your hand, held by the handle, is the case you found hastily buried in the road not three hours prior. Given its intricate design and labeling, you're assuming it will fetch a high price at auction or at a museum. And the fact that it's currently empty, well, we'll just uh, keep that to ourselves. As you progress, you begin to notice a very faint smell of smoke. As you continue, the smell increases. Eventually, the source of the smoke is revealed. Set back away from the road down a winding cart path is a small village. No more than six or seven houses and a small mill. And in the streets, you spy a trio of robed men, torches in hand. The arsonists move with lightning speed, but only one of the houses is on fire. You surmise that they are clearly looking for something, as they are currently overturning pots and throwing aside benches. Frantic townspeople are preoccupied, putting out the flaming residence. Realizing the potential danger these men pose, you pick up the pace. But that's when your path is blocked by a robed figure, holding a torch. Curious, the man whispers through the fabric which covers his brow and mouth. His eyes pierce out at you from betwixt the wrappings of a headdress rugged enough to withstand a haboob. The remainder of his outfit... <laughs> haboob. <laughs> it was just how you said it. It was like, boob was very accentuated. They're very dangerous. <laughs> I see that. Yes. Proceed. The remainder of his outfit is a mix of light leather armor and shreds of tightly wrapped fabric. I did not sense your arrival. My yearbook voted me most likely to be unexpected, you reply. No matter. This path is closed. You must find another. Clearly, these are no ordinary bandits. 
Hoping caution might win the day, you nod and turn to leave. But your path is blocked by a second man in similar garb. A quick glance over the shoulder confirms that all ways are blocked. We have come, you see, looking for the case you carry in your hand. That case was stolen from our queen. We will see its return. You hug the case as you would an annoying cousin at a family reunion. I found this buried up in the dirt just up the road. How kind of you to bring it to us. Surely there's some sort of reward for its return. The arsonist with whom you've been speaking bows deeply. Of course, for your consideration, a trade. And he produces from a small pouch on his side a box, suitable for holding a bracelet, yet slightly thicker. Though clearly made of silver metal, it has long lost its luster from years of handling. The lid is a stunning work of art in its own right. The studious, hand-carved face of a lion on the hunt. Into the lion's eyes have been embedded two small shards of lapis lazuli that gleam bright blue against the muted silver. Our box for yours. With that, he pulls back the hinged lid, revealing an object so rare, so profound, so breathtaking, so indescribable, so valuable, so astounding that... And then you wake up, on an ice-cold floor, in a damp dungeon, behind some rusting iron bars. Huh, you think to yourself, a hypnosis charm. Good one. A gristle of rust rubs off onto your hands as you wrap them around two of your new friends. You issue your standard objection. Somebody milk my yak! <laughs> oh my, <God. laughs> my question for you is this. What was in the box? Uh-oh. What's in the box? TK, what you got in your box? They look like uh, kind of worn and very heavily used hand and foot wraps like a monk would wear. But they are Ooh. glowing... Uh, threads on them oh. and each thread grants a different elemental power when focused on holy crap that's intense that's like some level 20 crap going on <laughs> wow that is valuable these were rare profound breathtaking indescribable valuable astounding foot wraps and hand wraps <laughs> and hand wraps. that's right okay that's good are there any markings on the wraps? Uh, they have arcane markings that have been sewn in with a magic thread. Nice. And when used, the foot wraps can make someone jump really high and kick kind of like a kangaroo. The hand wraps allow you an elemental power. Now, let me ask you this. When you say kick like a kangaroo, uh, kangaroos actually have to rock back on their tails in order to kick. So do you grow a tail when you put them on? If you put them on wrong, yes. They're labeled left and right. <laughs> but if you put the right on the left, they get kind of upset, and then you grow a tail. Grizz, are you going to put them on? Uh, put them on and punch something. Yeah. Put it on and punch That me. would be interesting. Oh, <laughs> 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 so. <laughs> what happens to me? I land a perfect open palm punch on her right femur. CA's leg is encased in ice and fire. Double fire! Both, Double both ice happy, and fire? Yes, the ice is, contro is controlling the fire. So the 
fire is there doing constant damage and the ice prevents Yay! it from going out. I'm going to like <laughs> try to tip over my leg that's like solid to roll because that's what they say to do in fire. No, no. This is Stop just like a roll. jellyfish thing. I know exactly what to do and I start going from my... Don't be on me! Don't be on me! <laughs> it's the only solution! I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. So I kick at the ice. The ice shatters. Yes. I'm alive. I wouldn't call that quick thinking, uh, but it's a mediocre thinking. Uh, it's quicker than my players at times, so. Yes. Normally, we would have to go like away for a week and then come back. <laughs> <laughs> CA, what's in your box? Inside my box, there is an amulet. Amulet. Okay. Amulet. So this is a, a rare, profound, breathtaking, indescribable, valuable, astounding amulet. Yes. Excellent. It is super thick. A super thick amulet. What kind of um, what kind of metal is it made out of? So it looks like as though it's made out of gold. Okay. But it's so thick um, that you think that there might be something in there. Ooh. Yeah, you can't have thick gold. That's not a thing. <laughs> so it's just a flavor flav kind of uh yeah. That's why they have to recast the bars at the at Fort Knox over and over again because they keep going flat. That's how gold works. <laughs> Is there anything on the outside of the amulet? Any sort of carvings? Uh so you see hieroglyphics on the outside around the rim. Uh on the top it just looks like a cross. And it has different gems in it to create the cross. And then there is, it looks um, like more gold is like embroidered around the cross. Is anybody hung on the cross? Maybe a, no. a, a traitor or a possum? <laughs> oh, uh, no, no possum. Uh, I've seen the mummy. <laughs> I'm not reading those hieroglyphics. I know what happens. <laughs> so I open the amulet. Okay. When you open it, you see this old decrepit finger that's on the inside with a long nail attached to it. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> just just don't lick the finger, whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the only but way to tell if it's magical. <laughs> but it's like a pretty big finger. Yeah, well, I <laughs> if I was going to get the finger, it would be probably the middle one. Um, it, so are the nails painted? Uh, the nails are not painted, no. But they are—they look pretty grayish. Mm, yeah. And it—it it doesn't look like it was cut off. It looks like it was like pulled out of the hand. If I ever decide to commit a crime, this <laughs> is the fingerprint that I'm going to leave behind. You know, is there also like some ink in there or some sort of like? Uh... <laughs> no, no <clears throat> ink. Oh. You could try to write with the finger if you have your own ink. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I want to do is rob someone and then leave that print behind. <laughs> if I use that print, is it like ghostly? Will it like you know e eat away at metal? Are you gonna try to print something with it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I I use the fingerprint on the bars. The <laughs> bars the of bars? the cell. What bars. Oh, the bars of the cell. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So as you go to put the hand on the the bars to put the fingerprints, it actually. Oh, I'm sorry, the finger. <laughs> when you touch it to the bar, um. It actually curls around the bar itself, and now it's stuck there. Ugh. Yeah, it's pretty gross. 
he's he's the cousin it of amulet dwellers. <laughs> I think that uh, I think the foot wraps have won the day. Yeah, I like the foot wraps. Always. Yes, well that done, was TK. Really cool. I've never been set on fire on the podcast yet. <laughs> yeah, I I have to think of new interesting things weekly for my campaign. And that was just one of the things I introduced to the monk characters based off of uh, Met's girl's monk, her grand monk. And he needed a magic item because he wanted a new character. Like, here's your magic item. They're called the Raps of Beely. <laughs> I like to pick up a dictionary, open it up, put my finger in it, and then move to the nearest noun. That's what, you know, is the object <laughs> that I'm finding this week. <laughs> that could be dangerous, you know, just... <laughs> <laughs> Well, only if you're in, you know, P. <laughs> There's a lot of dangerous things in P. Get on down and party. I would like to start off by apologizing because last week we said that this Friday was the Tomb of Horror stream and yet it wasn't. So tonight. Yes. Tonight is the Tomb of Horror stream. Woo! TK, you will be DMing the Carnival of Horrors. Yes. It, the long name is, I swear to God, I'm not trying to kill my friends. <laughs> CA's C- birthday <laughs> extravaganza. He requested that we make at least four characters each for this stream. It's going to be intense. It'll be for D and D five E, and I'm really excited about it because this is the first time TK's ever DM'd a game for me. What levels are the characters going to be? Eleven. Ooh, and uh, I was rereading it today, and I was like, "Oh crap! I should have you guys go higher." No, no. Because the first encounter without my special brew, my homebrew of the. No, don't tell me. Yeah, well, I can say it's not ruining anything. Without my okay. special homebrew, of, depending on what story you guys go on, of my uh, hardcore origami, the Thread Raiders mm-hmm. uh, band, uh, it's like, oh, damn. I, I'm not that mean to my normal players. <laughs> <laughs> is Savick Sav- going to be there? No. Um, actually, Savick was the one who gave me the idea. Uh, I've always wanted to know what Tomb of Horrors was. Uh, he provided me the PDF. And ah. then I started to read it, and I realized there were all puzzles in it. And I got super excited, and then I didn't want to DM a game because I wanted to be a player in it. So then for my birthday, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I reached out to TK, and I was like, hey, do you want to DM this game for me? <laughs> <laughs> And then now this is how it came to be. And Rick, the gem, will be there. And That's Zynar will be on there. And uh, Dayquin Gaming. Very cool. Very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I wanted it to be like a, a smaller group because I wanted to do more puzzles. <laughs> I put a bunch of them up on Twitter that were still not yet solved. So... <laughs> And now TK's arch nemesis Savrick is doing something uh, this Sunday, isn't he? <laughs> That's correct. So Savrick on his channel, it's twitch.tv forward slash S-A-E-V-R-I-C-K. Uh, he will be doing a Fallout RPG stream, um, which we do every Sunday. It's at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. It's a lot of fun. We are really enjoying the the theme of Fallout. I'm a huge fan of the games, and uh, Fallout 76 is going to be coming out soon, so we're really excited about that. So, also to celebrate this Halloween, I'm going to be doing a synth cosplay. So that's I'm looking forward to that a lot as well. So, a lot of good things happening. Come hang out with us. I will be there because you know I missed this week because I passed out early, but. I, I've been I've caught every week except this one. I had to catch the VOD. 
but it's really <laughs> fun. Although, uh, if you have an Xbox, you're getting Fallout 76 a day before the rest of the freaking world. Aww. Because Aww. they're like, I got it for PS4 because that's what everybody had it for. I was like, oh, sweet. And like, okay. 24th <laughs> for PS4, 23rd for Xbox One. It's like, what about computer? Because I got it for both. 24th for computer. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> wait a minute, 24th? 14th. Uh, oh, for uh, the open beta, if you pre ordered it. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. The beta. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Like, they're October 23rd for the beta for Xbox. <laughs> Everybody else is getting on the 24th. I started digging into why, and uh, it's kind of Sony's fault, because this is going to be one of their platforms for testing cross-play. Oh, so cool. It won't be till 2018, but Sony made a deal with Bethesda on it. I was like, that's why, Sony. You got tired of pissing off the big boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then on November the 2nd to the 4th, we have a 48-hour <laughs> mega stream happening. Non-stop, super fun for Extra Life, uh, which is an organization that raises funds for children's hospitals around the nation. Uh, you can donate at www.extra-life.org uh, to us or to anyone. There are hundreds, hundreds of different um, groups around the country that are all uh, doing something special with Extra Life in order to raise funds. So even if it's not with us, uh, you're going to want to donate with somebody to you know help out the kids. Yeah, we have all kinds of things going on. We have different RPG games. We have uh, D&D 5E. We've got Honey Heist going on. I know TK will be DMing a game as well. Yes, I got to put the time for that. Uh, we'll be one game that is two of my favorite one-shots that if I can get all three one-shots ran in the time frame will be great, because then I can see you guys can see just how evil I really am as a DM. <laughs> <laughs> the tr- the full halls of Valathor is like four one-shots combined, but no one needs to go through the beginning, because that just gives people ideas on what to expect, and, you know, they see the big bad end guys. Yeah. T- TK Unleashed. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> no, that that's a, a Patreon-exclusive video. And we're going to have people from our community joining as well. Um, Maxine uh, Nizul is bringing his crew, Chaotic Good, to come stream on the channel. We've got Nerds from Nowhere podcast. Uh, we also are going to be doing a tabletop loot stream where we're going to be doing a lot of giveaways, um, like yeah. tabletop loot t-shirts and dice, and we're going to be giving away Thread Raider gear all that weekend as well. So get super psyched about it because I know I am. And now we're coming up with a creative stuff. Like we were just talking about doing a chubby bunny stream, which involves a lot of marshmallows. Which I'm pretty excited about. And at, <laughs> at some point, it's inevitably bound to happen that I will probably be munching on something while either gaming or streaming. And uh, actually, Tim uh, Animoth on Twitter brought up you know eating spicy stuff while describing games, and I know that's right. Yeah, he was talking about <laughs> eating peppers and trying to describe RPG games. All right, I'm gonna need to pump the brakes here. So you said it's a what bunny? Fuzzy bunny? Fluffy Chubby bunny? bunny? Chubby bunny? Chubby bunny. This is where you shove a peep in your mouth and then you have to say the word chubby bunny. <laughs> well, it then... wasn't a peep, but now it's totally going to be a peep. You No, yes. you keep filling with, with marshmallows. Peeps. Oh, marshmallows. Yeah. Oh, just regular marshmallows? I mean, I guess it makes sense. That's probably how the name came to be. It's probably a chubby bunny peep. Yeah. Peep it yeah. up. Yeah. So, yeah, you put a marshmallow in your mouth and you say something and the next person, they put a marshmallow in their mouth and they say something. So we haven't figured out, like, how how it's going to come to be, but I'm really excited about all this creativity going on. 
We'll make it work. We always do. Every donation, I'll put a peep in my mouth. <laughs> I mean, if it helps, I have a really big mouth, so we could make it a lot of help, we, could, we could make a, a lot, lot of money that way. Because I appreciate your sacrifice. <laughs> that week, I'm gonna do what's in the box with peeps in my mouth. <laughs> oh, will you? That's so funny. <laughs> yes. New Molly, Mark Dunwell, and Taj Greatness. Oh, take this out. <laughs> I, I will send you peep CA for the stream. Oh, thanks, DK. You're the best. I think the key is it's kind of like the Godfather. Marlon Brando used to put cotton in his mouth to make that noise. I think you have to like stuff them into your cheeks and then go Marlon Brando on it. <laughs> My best friend Melanie is really good at this game, and I have yet to see anyone beat her. She's incredible at it. First of all, it's a shame that you uh, just insulted TK like that. We all know that he's your best friend. <laughs> I just haven't seen it. And yes, TK is my best friend too. <laughs> and secondly, there's no such thing as good at stuffing your face with uh, marshmallows. It... <laughs> no, there is. There is good. When you can do a whole bag of marshmallows, that's some skill. Just saying. Oh, that, is that is... Uh... chipmunk? <laughs> oh, God. So she's saving the marshmallows for winter. Yes. Hmm. Like you do. Like a squirrel. During the scarce times of marshmallows. Because, you know, in winter, everyone buys them up. You can't find them naturally anymore. You got to go with those off-brand marshmallows that aren't as good. And then on November 30th yep. to December 2nd, we have PAX Unplugged, where TK and I are going to have the greatest time ever. Yes. yes. I will finally get to meet CA in person. Yes. And I cannot tell anyone how enthused I am about that day. I'm so excited, TK. Get this your little face. Yes. <laughs> and I will be, of course, wearing a kilt and a cowboy hat. I promise we'll take pictures, especially of the kilt. They will be there. Are you guys doing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or all of them? Yep. Um, there you go. I'm going to be glued to TK's hip the entire time. I don't know if he's prepared. <laughs> I'm always For prepared. the amount of love. Is there a secret Thursday there. event that I'm not aware of? No, I have to rest because I'm going to take all of this excitement I have pent up and then just hug TK the entire time. So <laughs> I need Thursday to sleep it out a little bit. But Look, no, I don't think it starts till that Friday. Right, yeah, I checked. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've now a bunch of people who've discovered that I'm going are like, oh, we should we should meet and hang out. I was like, oh, I'm going to be I'm there to see CA. Like, who's CA? Like, chaotic. And I put like chaotic anarchy. Like, from Twitter, I was like, yeah. Like, so you should just bring her along. It's like, ah, I'll see where the mood takes us. <laughs> like, there's the, cookies involved and pib. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I'm smuggling Pib to the you know across the border to the Pibless areas. Yes, we do not have Pib here, and I'm a huge fan. And I just came from the road trip and from the south, so they all had Pib, and now I'm sad. Something else you failed to bring back home. That's a shame. I know, I know. It was a crazy road trip. You have no idea, but I can't fit it into the segment. <laughs> <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, I'm going to thank TK for stopping by this week. Yay. TK, where can they find you on the web? Uh, you can find me everywhere <laughs> at Kenthos, K-A-N-T-H-O-S-8-8. That's Twitter, uh, Twitter, Twitch, right? Twitch, mostly Twitch. I'm just on Threadraiders. But you can find me okay. on my Twitch, Twitter, Discord, where I'm everywhere in Discord, apparently, because I'm on, like, I went from, like, 10... Uh, 
discords up to like 30 again, and I don't know how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> and we also want to thank our sponsor, Tabletop Loot. Uh, if you go to Tabletop Loot and order anything, make sure you plug in the code THREADRAIDERS to receive a little bit of a discount. And if you enjoyed our show, please tell your friends if you can throw out a tweet. And also, if you have any questions about us, you can uh, learn everything that there is to know about the Thread Raiders on threadraiders.com. That includes links to our social media properties like Twitter, Instagram, etc., etc. 